the Engineering Influence Podcast. My name is Allison Schneider, and today I'm joined by Catherine Motley, ACEC's Vice President of Tax and Workforce Policy. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Catherine. Happy to join you. Today we are going to talk about developments at the Federal Trade Commission. They have issued a proposed rule that will ban most non-compete agreements going forward and require that existing non-compete agreements be rescinded. Catherine, can you talk about how this issue got on their radar? Absolutely. So the FTC is tasked with promoting competition and they looked across the economy and they found that non-compete agreements, while not used for most employees, were used in some cases that seem, you know, maybe as if they're not appropriate. So some of the examples that they shared would be uh, employees at a fast food restaurant. It's a little hard to understand why an employee at a fast food restaurant going to another fast food employer might need to be covered by a non-compete agreement. Um, on their webinar, I heard about uh, an employee who provides janitorial services. Again, you know, there, there are sort of examples of lower wage workers who were being required to sign non-compete agreements, sometimes kind of right at the time when a job offer was, was made um, and, and not earlier in the process. So I think there are some situations out there that may need to be addressed by the FTC. Why would a company use a non-compete clause in a way that, that may be more beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are definitely circumstances where a non-compete agreement could make sense. So for example, um, owners of a firm, we're talking in this case about very senior people who have access to a lot of the firm's intellectual property, uh, probably have relationships with their clients. There could be cases in which you, know, you might have someone where if they were going to leave the employer, you, you might want to have a situation where they're not going to take all of that information and be able to use it right away. Um, so I, I think there are circumstances in which a non-compete really can make sense. Another example that the FTC um, speaks to in, in a narrow way in their proposed rule is when a firm is being acquired. And this happens a lot in the engineering industry you might have a firm buying smaller firms, adding to their uh, firm's portfolio of expertise. But one of the things that they want to know when they acquire a firm is that certain key people, particularly owners, are going to stay with the firm through that transition period. So a non-compete can really make sense under certain circumstances for some firms. What potential pitfalls do you see about the broad sweeping rule that the FTC has proposed if that goes into effect? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because they have their rule is very broad. And as you mentioned in your opening, it's not just that they would ban non-compete agreements going forward with, with a narrow exception for individuals who own at least 25% of a firm that's being sold or acquired. Uh, but they also, in the, in the proposed rule, say that employers would have to rescind any existing non-compete uh, agreements and actively communicate that to their employees. You know, one area in which um, we think that this proposed rule is problematic is this retroactive nature of it. In general, a non-compete agreement is signed in exchange for some kind of financial consideration. That's, that's generally the case in what we've seen among our members. And so if, if the, uh, an existing non-compete were rescinded, that would essentially be a windfall for the employee. So the question is, is that a, is that a balanced approach? 
in our draft comment letter, which, oh, and I should say, the FTC is taking public comment and ACEC is drafting comments to submit, but one of our recommendations is to make the rule prospective and not retroactive. Um, so that's a, that's a problematic area. You know, another area that's challenging is that there are a number of different kinds of what they call restrictive covenants. So non-compete agreements are one, but there are also agreements such as uh, someone agrees that they will not disclose intellectual property of the employer, or they might agree that they will not solicit the clients of the firm if they go to work for another, another firm. Um, and we believe that there needs to be much better clarity in the proposed rule about those types of agreements and how employers can continue to protect the assets of the firm. Catherine, you mentioned that ACEC is putting together comments that they're going to share with the FTC. What else is ACEC doing to weigh in on this issue? Yes, that is right. We are drafting a comment letter. Comments are currently due on March 20th. If, if any firms or you know, employees of our member firms have thoughts that they want to share with us, feedback on this issue, I would love to receive it. I can be reached at K-M-O-T-T-L-E-Y at ACEC.org. And the other thing that we're doing is we are hosting a webinar on Wednesday, March 8th. It will be presented by a lawyer with expertise in this area. And he's going to talk through the, the proposed rule itself, the impact on these kinds of restrictive covenants that uh, some of our member firms use, uh, expected legal challenges to the proposed rule, and kind of what this all means for engineering firms, how they can navigate uh, this area of the law. That sounds really important to know what they can be doing now and what they can be doing going forward. It's also worth noting, as you said, that if the FTC does publish a final rule, it is expected to be swiftly challenged in court. And I know that you are going to stay on top of this for our members. Catherine, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. This has been another installment of the Engineering Influence podcast from ACEC. Thanks for joining us.